WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. The school year is back and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. If you order food for work, you know the drill. It's a whole bunch of needs and requests piled on top of each other. Make sure the food's on time and on budget. Make sure everyone's dietary needs are taken care of. Make sure everyone's happy. And that's why you should make sure you use EasyCater. It's one simple, reliable platform for all your food for work needs. Need to make sure food for work actually works? Simple. Make sure it's EasyCater. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Zach Weiss is our producer today. Uh, okay. Our guest list is good today. We have scheduled the Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. He'll be here, I hope, to take your questions, calls, and comments live. My friend Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal up in Knoxville will give you the Tennessee side of things. And uh, also Chris Dorn, my dude from the SEC Network, will be here. So lots going on with that. Um, Braves clinched the National League East. Let me tell you, they, the way that their front office does their business, makes what the Mets do be put to shame. Did you see, by the way, Max Scherzer hurt out for the regular season? Yeah, that's what happens when you sign. 40-year-old people. You are rolling the dice to see if they stay healthy or not. Big series with the Rays. The Rays and the Orioles for first place in 
the American League East with just a few precious games to go. But how you feeling about this game, Gator Nation? And I'll take Tennessee fans, too. I'm an equal opportunity dude, right? You're a Tennessee fan. I want to hear how uh, confident you are. By the way, this just was announced. The game Saturday is a sellout. It is sold out. Yeah, the fifth sellout in the uh, Billy Napier era. So, good for that. A couple of emails. Peyton says, what do you think is the bigger event, the U.S. Open Tennis or U.S. Open Golf? Uh, Probably U.S. Open Tennis just because the U.S. Open Golf, I mean, they're both majors, but I think the golf is overshadowed by the Masters and maybe by the British Open, where I think arguably in tennis, Wimbledon, and is the U.S. Open second? Zach, go ahead and answer the phone call there. Uh, or the French Open. But I would just, top of my head, say U.S. Open tennis, Peyton, would be. Jonesy says, can you consider a player a superstar because of all the st- stats, top passing, yardage, and all that, but only have a 25% winning percentage if he's considered a superstar? How do you mean that? G- give me an example of who you're talking about. Is it that player's fault? For example, Fran Tarkenden, Dan Marino, never made it to a, didn't win a Super Bowl, so well they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. So I'm not quite sure, Jonesy, what you're talking about there. Give me a more specific example. I can probably answer that a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Wyatt Langford is just blowing up in Double A. Had two homers again. I mean he. It would not shock me if Waldrop and Langford are in the big leagues by the one-third mark of the big league season next year. I, I just think that's the kind of progress uh, you know they're making. And they've done, obviously, a really nice job. So congratulations. I mean, he's just really doing great. Again, we'll take some calls here. We'll start with John's phone call. John, hi. Good afternoon, Steve. Um, I'm sorry about your your Jets with, with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, following this all year long, I, I, I called you and I said I thought it was being overexposed, but I guess that's what, you know, hard knocks and everything that, you know, kind of, you know, creates, I guess. So my question to you is, do they go out and try to get a – a veteran quarterback for you guys? I would. I mean, do you think that, like, what's – I don't even know, is there somebody like a Nick Folds sitting out there? There's, I mean, there's options or? there, but I think – I mean, look, you could you could bring back who was there before, Joe Flacco. He knows the system right. and all of that. And I think what the Jets want is a veteran who's willing – to have Wilson be the starter. In other words, it, they're not going to whine if they don't start. I'm the backup in case he gets hurt. That's my role. I'm going to stay ready, but that's what I'm going to do. That, I think, is what they're looking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson, I mean, he's – I'll be honest with you, Steve, I, I wouldn't have too much confidence 
moving forward. Yeah, he he brought him back the other night, but I'm just you know if you want you know some aspirations, you got to get you got to get some veteran leadership there. Yeah, I I don't know about veteran leader. You you want production? I don't care if the guy's a rookie, right? Produce for me. Well, it's first year, whatever. Yeah, one year. Okay. uh, All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, John. Daryl, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Uh, speaking of Wyatt Langford and uh, Walter, man, I love the baseball schedule that came out yesterday. There's going to be some good games coming this spring to Gainesville. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I, the, the, that's the league schedule. That's the SEC schedule. That's not the right. entire schedule that was released. But, yeah, um, one of the great things, you know, about, you know, the expansion now, you know, new teams being in the league, all of that, um, that'll be fun. Yep. Steve, I guess it's uh, getting closer to game time Saturday and the fandom's kicking in for me. Um, Steve, let me ask you a few questions. Say say you're coaching Florida and opening kickoff, Florida wins toss. Do you defer or you take the ball? Defer. And make them go down the field on us. It's not that. I, my philosophy has always been, and I'm, I'm a conservative when it comes to this, okay? If, if you think as a coaching staff – this is going to be like a one possession game or you know a pretty tight game then i'd rather put my defense on the field early crowds all excited and if something does go wrong you know i get the second half kickoff okay Steve, let me throw some more stuff out at you um say tennessee gets behind to florida and the crowd's really into it you know screaming her tails off did you see tennessee get tight mm, tight no. I mean, they, I'm not saying that crowds don't have an effect on a game. They do. But Tennessee's played in big venues before. So I don't know that they would get tight because of a crowd. Could they, be, could they go off sides? Could, they, could there be motion penalties because of the crowd? That kind of thing? Yes. I think that could happen. Yeah. Well, I think, Steve, Florida cannot afford to fall behind in this game. You know, we get down a touchdown, I think we get we can bounce back. But, Steve, I'm just scared if we get down 10 or more, I don't know if Florida can come back, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, to me, this game is going to come down to defense. Florida's defense on paper is much improved. How much improved, we're going to see. And Tennessee's defense, I mean, last year it was awful against Florida. Neither team could stop the other. So how much better is Tennessee's defense? You've seen a lot of high-scoring games in this series lately because both offenses have been good, and frankly, both defenses haven't been very good. So we'll see. Well, too, Steve, I, you know, just a fan talk up there. Um, I, they're, they're hoping they can win down here. I guess that attributes to back to 2003. You know, they've not had any success in this one, but there's really not a lot of confidence in the fan base of Tennessee coming down here. So uh, we'll see Saturday night. It ought to be a good game. All right, Daryl, thank you. Uh, Boxing Jim, hello. Hey, Steve. I was just thinking about <clears throat> Kyle Press down in Tampa. Uh, and then they, I guess, Baker Mayfield, who they picked to be the starting quarterback. I, you know, I, th- I thought Kyle Trask was ready and should have been. Do uh, you think maybe end up? Of course, that's a role he's been in since high school, is waiting and waiting and uh, being a backup, I guess. Uh, 
do you think that he might want to transfer? Or do you know anything about what I mean? You can't transfer in the NFL. Excuse me? You can't transfer in the NFL. No, 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 I understand that. But I mean, do you, you just, would he want to be traded? You know, something like that. Would he be, you know, his mindset here that, you know, I guess he was waiting. Well, there, there are contracts, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know that. But, but you, you could you could go to the uh, coaches and the man, managers of the team, the uh, owners of the team, and you could let it be known you'd like to, you would like to be traded. Sure. That, that's you can do that. That doesn't mean you're going to be, but I mean you can, sure. Uh, do, you, uh, do you have any idea what's left on his contract? I mean, what his obligation is right now? No idea. And I mean, look, how many weeks of the season have gone by so far? Well, couple. Well, one actually. Okay, so there's a whole lot more football to be played. Let's figure it out at the end of the season. Yeah, well, I, I'd like to see Kyle Trask. Well, maybe it's. I mean, Baker Mayfield won their first game. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he did. Yeah. Oh, Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. So, I'm not taking anything away from him and all. But I heard you talking about the Jets, and of course, it's very unfortunate what, what happened to uh, Rodgers or, or any player being injured. I, I certainly don't want to see anybody injured on or off the field. But, uh, so, so they're looking for a quarterback. I didn't know. Possibly, if uh, they'd be talking about trade now. I know he per- couldn't make the jump now, but uh, no, j- just just a thought. But I'd like to see Kyle Trask. I got uh, you. Want to see Kyle Trask? I got it. <laughs> Thank you, Chief. All right, Jim. Thank you. Twelve thirteen. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, in the house. He will take your questions, calls, and comments live. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hannah Mack. The Vikings are on the road in Philadelphia tonight. The Eagles hope to improve to 2-0 on the year while Minnesota looks for their first win. Coverage starts right here at 8 p.m. Florida Gators football will face off against number 11 Tennessee in the Swamp this Saturday. Both teams will begin SEC play and kickoff is set for 7 p.m. After a 1-0 loss against fifth-ranked Florida State, Florida soccer begins SEC play at home with a match against Missouri tomorrow night. Coverage will begin right here at 6.45 p.m. In high school volleyball, the Gainesville Hurricanes will host P.K. Young tonight. View holds host Bellevue, and Eastside is on the road at Fort White. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. International Diamond Center's values are so compelling, it's not unusual to see people here that are not local. Every day, we have people that drive an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People are willing to drive because they've heard it's not a typical jewelry store. For example, did you know IDC has one of the largest selections of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in America? Thousands of hard-to-find Rolex watches, Submariners, Daytonas, Pepsis, Batmans, all in perfect condition. We scour the world to find only the most pristine, super clean watches. We only carry the creme de la creme. And like everything else at IDC, these watches are at a price that's guaranteed to give you maximum value. We price them to win the customer, not lose a customer. International Diamond Center. For pre-owned Rolexes, exquisite rare diamonds, premium designer jewelry, and exceptional white glove service. You're going to want to come to IDC. It's worth the drive. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point and online at shopidc.com. 
Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates, sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. My pleasure to have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, in the house. If you have a question or a comment for, for him, all you have to do is call us, 392-8255. You can also email srussell at wruf.com. Big game Saturday here, huh? Yeah, breaking news. The game is sold Sell out. out. Yes. Yeah, I just there saw that. Go. Yep. Yep. That's, that's very cool. Uh, is this for Sean, the call? Do you know? Okay, well, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll... Uh, Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve, couple of things. I'll go quickly. I, I remember three things about last year's game. Number one, Steve, we were in the red zone. I know we lost by five. We was in the red zone. They called a play, and instead of Anthony Richardson following this block, he cut in, and we lost. That took away a touchdown or a field goal. 
uh, we were throwing into the end zone at the end of the game. And, and the other point is we went for a two-point conversion, and I think Zipper knocked the ball down. If he had left it alone, uh, Justin Shorter would have caught it. So we were right there. Steve, I think uh, Tennessee is going to come after uh, – the quarterback because I think this kid has shown if given the time he can be productive but he's not very mobile so the offensive line and the tight ends and the running back don't have to help with the blitz and defensively Steve, although they talk about what Hendon Hooker did last year passing the ball if I'm not mistaken Steve he ran for like 85 almost 100 yards so I think when we rush the pass, we're going to have to stay in our lanes and be disciplined and definitely make sure he doesn't, the quarterback doesn't hurt us, extending and drive by picking up first down. Steve, you have a great day, okay? Okay, thank you. A lot in the plate there. Yeah, I, that's uh, that's uh, the notebook being emptied a little bit. <laughs> um, it's good, though. It is good. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, it is interesting. If you go back and look at Milton Milton's numbers through two games and Hooker's numbers through two games, they're pretty similar. Yeah. Now, we all know what happened after that. Yes. Uh, yes. And, so, and I'm looking at the competition they've played so far, too. True. So That's right. Yeah. Um, let me ask this. When you – and I, I don't agree with the comment about that uh, Merch isn't mobile. He's not Anthony Richardson, but he's mobile enough, isn't he? Mobile enough. Yeah. Mobile enough. Um, we got to keep him upright. That's one of the things that you and I were going to talk about. Yeah. So uh, they've got 11 sacks. And, again, they've played Virginia – who's terrible, and they played Austin P. So, yeah, they're getting to the quarterback against that kind of competition. They'll be aggressive again. Their, their front seven's good. It is good. And so our offensive line has to do a good job of keeping Graham upright. Here's a, I had a, an email earlier about uh, our caller. If you were Coach Napier and you won the toss, would you take the ball or would you defer? I'm a little concerned. I think in close games that I think this is going to probably be, I'd like to have the ball in the second half. Williams says, mine's opposite, more close to the line of Coach Spurrier. I want the football to start the game, especially if our coaches feel confident in their script. This team and really the entire tenure under Billy plays really poorly from behind. The pace is really poor and almost seems to be panic when down. Yeah, I... Look, I, I, two things here. One, I'm a firm believer in the, and I guess this is because I came from the Sean Payton world for so long, and he was really the one that really, really started to hammer this, which was find a way to have the ball at the end of the first half, win the toss to first so you can bookend it and have the ball to start the second half. It's the greatest advantage if you're counting possessions. You steal one, if not two, if you can do that. So you win the toss in my book, you defer, get the ball to start the second half. The other thing is this. Um, I like our defense, and I want their motor started early. And so let's get them on the field and start that way and let them make that first mistake or that first three and out. If you put your offense out there and something just doesn't click right, all of a sudden, instead of, instead of them getting the ball at their own 25-yard line as if they received an opening kickoff, now you, if the punt goes, there's so many more variables, right? So their starting field position on their first offensive touch could be better than their own 25. So... When I put those two things together, if I win the toss, I'm deferring. We'll yeah. see what Napier does. Good logic. Let's, just, let's start with this. Let's win the toss. <laughs> it's true. And then we'll have, have a choice. Then you have a choice. Right. That's right. Um, Lucas says, question for Sean, what are some of the differences about year two as the voice of the Gators as opposed to year one? I get around town without my phone. Um, <laughs> let's start with that. Now, my relationships with the coaching staff and the players are much better. Um, 
my familiarity with my own crew is better, which it had gotten much better as the season progressed. But literally, we're at Utah on the road. I had not called a game there. I'd been to Salt Lake dozens of times, but never had called a football game there. Yet, because it was the same crew to start this year, as opposed to all of us kind of being new together last year, we just kind of picked up right where we left off. And I thought there was some rhythm there. I wasn't very good week one, but the crew was fine. And uh, and then when we were back home, it felt like old home week. Okay. Now, having done this, but somebody's listening yeah. and going, what do you mean, Sean? You were... How do you critique yourself in that way? So normally at the start of any season, basketball, football, baseball, it doesn't matter. There's that little bit of a knocking the rust off moment. And for me, usually, it's like by the end of the first quarter in football, I'm back to where I think I want to be. And I think it took me longer this year. I kind of got fooled on the Caleb Douglas touchdown. It was kind of a strange playoff to the left, so I didn't do real well on that. Uh, I got fooled by an official at the upright who, instead of kind of giving me that no good, that baseball safe sign, or just sticking both arms in the air that is good, he kind of did one of these throw my arms up and then wide. And I read him instead of trusting my monitor. And I, I, I said, I think I said a field goal was good and it wasn't. So I just didn't have a great game. So I'm just, that's being very honest and forthcoming. Yeah. But I, it's one of those deals where everybody will tell you, hey man, sounded good, all went fine. And, but I know, and you know this from calling games, yep. I know in my own head that wasn't real great. Me too. Yeah. I, that just eats me up. Yeah. I, and I, then last week I was like, man, that feels like it's supposed to. Yep. And so. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Todd says, here's an example of why our offense must operate in a tempo that could maximize our success. Dolphins Chargers game last Sunday, nine seconds left in the first half. McDaniel refused to take a knee, trot off to halftime. One completion to Waddle, pass interference, set the Dolphins up for a field goal. They won by two. Every second counts. With the new clock rules, a team behind by two scores playing catch-up is at a severe disadvantage. Why not let the clock run in quarters, one and two, then in quarter three and four, <laughs> allow brief clock stops, whatever that means, uh, for first downs and like a pitch count, about 20 to 25 seconds. For, that, that's hard to read, let alone implement. I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. That's what I've always thrived because my analyst or somebody else is. Um, that's not, we have too many rules as it is, <laughs> so I don't want to complicate the clock any worse. Yes, he is correct. For the first time in like, seemingly four decades there's actually a rule change that might benefit defense as opposed to offense and yes playing from behind is more difficult with this clock situation it's it's interesting most of this conversation steve has been about how long is the game and we've got these tv timeouts and all that look the 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 first priority of this clock change was player safety and can they reduce the number of plays and therefore exposures i think those in the decision-making world thought that we would probably be around minus 10 plays per game. The first two weeks, it's kind of been minus 15, so about 7.5 offensively per, per team. We're only two weeks in. There's a lot of blowouts, lopsided games in the first two weeks. Let's see the analytics, say, late October, and see how this has affected the game. Well, Sean, you made a very accurate point, and I think people forget. Most of the rule changes in not in baseball. Baseball was designed not for safety, but for time. Let's let's yes. let's speed up the game. Correct. But not all, but most of the changes in football were to your point, player safety, yes. less exposure to injury. Correct. Correct. 
12. And look, there was a 49-7 game that we all saw last week, three hours on the mark. Normally that game used to take longer. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. Yes. So when Steve Egan, our engineer, and you know Steve, he looked at me at the end, he goes, three hours, right on the money. I'm like, no way, 49-7 blowout? Yep, it's three hours. Yeah. Yeah. More with Sean, 1228. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, thanks for coming to my car warming party. I didn't know you were actually having it in the car. Well, with Radiant Credit Union's flash sale, I had to move fast to get this amazing low rate on my auto loan. It only lasts until September 18th, so I had to plan quickly. Chips are in the glove compartment, drinks in the cup holder. Radiant Credit Union's flash sale is on now. Get a crazy low rate on an auto loan, but hurry, this promotion ends September 18th. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Tom. We brought you an air freshener. Visit RadiantCU.org slash flash sale. Federally insured by NCUA. Here's the kickoff. And this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. The NFL is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. Plus, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day in September. New customers, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A cold front is nudging its way into our area. We should stay ahead of it for a good portion of our Thursday afternoon. So partly cloudy skies through the start of the afternoon. High temperatures getting into the lower 90s. Scattered to numerous late afternoon and evening thunderstorms developing inland. Then overnight tonight, partly cloudy skies turning mostly cloudy. Lows near 70. Scattered to numerous storms tomorrow. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Sunday. 180! 
Look at Mayfield throws toward Godwin. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Great grab by Chris Godwin. Ray J will be rocking. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks look to string back-to-back wins together when they face down Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears in the home opener. Hey, listen up. Catch it live. Pre-game at noon. Kickoff at 1. How about them Buccaneers? Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Leave it to my man, B.B. here, Sean. An early prediction for the Gators. In the words of Mr. T and Rocky Three, when asked about his upcoming bout with Rocky, I predict pain. He says, I'm not sure which team and how much, but I pity the fool that disagrees. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the great lines. <laughs> prediction, pain. Yeah. Yes. It's a McCall's in the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Ellis, hello. Hey, Steve. I was going to ask Sean about uh, the possibility of syncing the uh, football game radio broadcast to the TV. It's, it's really uh, something I wish they could figure out how to do. Uh, thank you. Okay, well, thank you. I, I want to suggest something, too. There's this website that's called syncmygame.com. Okay? Yeah, I've never heard of that. And it, it is a tutorial, basically, on how to do it. Um, I have to think that you've either got to have uh, a DVR or a, the ability to pause your television. Okay, but if you go to that website, it's called SyncMyGame.com. I think it gives you some instructions on how to sync those two things up. And I do think it does involve stopping it with a DVR and then setting it. To, yes, yes, yes. So you have to have that piece of equipment or TiVo if you're dating yourself like me, um, something along those lines to to do that. Gator man, what's happening? What's going? Who you got in the house with you, Steve? I got the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, in the house. All right, then, well, Sean Kelly finna have his first. But uh, I'd like to get, give a shout-out to the Gators volleyball team and Peter Alonzo, uh, in the words of old Gator man, they're getting it done. But uh, I give the uh, play-by-play announcement the top ten reasons the Gators will get it done on Saturday night. Number ten, I think Merck will be very efficient. Number nine, I think Armstrong will have a plan for the poor man, Michael Vick. Number eight, I think Dollar Bill will have a great game plan. Number seven, look for the Gators to win the turnover margin finally this year. Number six, look for a few new faces that step up. Number five, look for the defense to finally take one of those close interceptions back. I'm predicting a pick six. And number four, time of possession. I think the Gators get that done. Number three, I think we have a 100-yard rushing. Number two, I think the D-line shines. And number one, they're coming to the swamp and only Gators get out alive. You guys have a good day. All right, Gator Man, thank you. The walk-off right there. Yeah. A couple of questions for you, Sean, yeah. uh, from Stephen. A couple of college football people at ESPN have already picked Florida to upset Tennessee. How big a factor can the crowd be considering this is the first, Vols' first road game? It, it, it's college football. The crowd is everything. This matters. Um, there's a reason why Tennessee has not won here since 2003. That crowd's part of it. That building is a tough place to play. It is a factor on Saturday night. I sense being around the team this week, there's an emotional aspect to this football game. And whether it's because they were primed all summer long, or it's Mr. Spikes running around and inspiring some folks, 
or they see this as their, we're going to show everybody who we are. I called last week the get right game. This is the get to know you game. This is where we find out who Florida is and this team is at this point in the season. And in this point in the Napier era, all of it, I think the crowd, and I'm, I'm so happy to hear that it's a sellout, it's a big deal on Saturday night. I Don't have a voice on Sunday at church, okay? <laughs> Just don't. Um, I don't know who this is from. Uh, this is for you, Sean. Did you happen to see the special ESPN did with Eli Gold? Glad he's back for them after his cancer battle. Who was the voice of a team you like listening to when you were getting started? Mm, wow, good question. I did see the feature. It was on College Game Day last week. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I'm glad that Eli is back, even in just the home game capacity right now. Uh, there's another guy at Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, his name's Art Haynes, and he had one health battle several years back. But then, Steve, get this, he gets West Nile virus. Oh, and so goodness. he's lost use of his legs, his arms. He's got a trach, um, but he sounds fine. He also does the studio hosting for the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. But yet, I got a phone call back in August that... Art was going to try and resume his duties with Missouri State, which is in the Missouri Valley Conference. He's going to do home games as well. And I thought to myself, man, if I was in his shoes, I'm not so sure I'd want to do it. But then you have to remember that for guys like me, guys like you, it's, it's who we are. It's in, our, it's in our blood. And if that's your way of feeling normal again, even in some small way, knock yourself out. I think that's the case with Eli Gold. Um, and I think that as he gets his strength back, maybe he gets back to a full schedule. I'm trying to think, who did I listen to growing up? Um, Bill Wilkerson did Missouri football for years. This is when I was a kid. You know, Obviously, we've talked about Jack Buck being such an influence on me. But look, in the Jack Buck case, as it was for Mick and our fans here and everything else, that's a generational sound. That's the soundtrack to a Saturday. Those are the things that matter, in, especially with college teams. I get asked that a lot, too. I hear Marv Albert in my ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, where you grew up. Right? Marv did Knicks games, and most people don't realize he did Ranger hockey too. And I, the Rangers had a goalie named Eddie Jockerman. He's he was better at hockey than basketball. Really good, okay, in, yeah. really good in hockey, yeah. Sean. And I typical him, right? Eddie Jockerman's having a big night, and and the crowd chanting Eddie, Eddie. And the guy could just hear Very him doing good. that, right? Nice. I could just hear him yeah. doing that. So he was a big. Influence. I think there's also, I'm sorry, you got to no, go to the next okay. thing. The other thing is we've gotten to a place where, you know, when I was growing up and even as a young adult, Keith Jackson, Brent Musburger, there, there's the sound of your team and then there's the sound of this game's important. This is a big game. Yeah. And there are very few, just a very select few announcers over the years that when you would hear their voice, you knew it was a big game. And, and that's the other side of that conversation, I guess. What was your thought on Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> like this, like this made-for-television type, you know, tragic comedy almost. <sighs> and comedy is used in a Shakespearean way there, right? Oh, yeah. So irony of situation, that kind of a thing, if you're really a, an English major. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think, I wouldn't say I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a New Yorker. I'm not even an Aaron Rodgers guy. I respect who he is and all that, but... Man, to have all that hype and all that coverage and hard knocks and hope for that fan base and everything else and four plays in, that happens. Oh, that's, that sucks. <laughs> really, it does. Being a Jets guy, yes. being from New York State, I, 
you ju- I, I literally thought to myself before the game started, I just hope he stays healthy. Not for that game, but for the season. Yeah. In other words, see what <laughs> not thinking four plays into the game. Four plays in. Yeah. So what's worse, being a Bills fan when they couldn't get through back in the 90s or being a Jets fan who's waited so long. You tell me, Steve Russell. Uh, and then right there at the start of your hopeful year, a real kick in the... Uh, yeah. And then being a Mets guy, you know, all the hype. And you saw what happened oh, with that, right? You're going to find no empathy over here, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're digressing here. Yeah. If you got a quick comment for Sean, he's still here. He'll take it from you. 392-8255. Okay. Sean Kelly's keys to the game. What do you got? We mentioned this already. Keep the quarterback upright. I think yep. that's big. Yep. I think time of possession in the sense that you're going against a team that runs, wants to run a play every 18 seconds. I think you've gotten this question. I've gotten it all week long. Should the Gators rush their snaps, not wait long enough into the play clock? You know, run kind of tempo themselves. I, I think in this case, third down is everything in this game. More so, it should always be a key, but in this one for sure. Here's why. Offensively, if you can string together some third down conversions, you're winning time of possession. You're keeping that that sports car offense off the field. So it's less about we need to run more plays or run as many plays as they as they do. It's more about converting third downs and stringing together long possessions to allow your defense to get that breather they need. The other side of that on defense is this. And so far, so good for the Gators' defense on third down, unlike last season. When you have the chance to get off the field on third down defensively, you better do it. And that doesn't mean, you know, oh, we let them convert on third and one. I mean, okay, they're going to do that. But if you get that Tennessee offense into a third and five, third and six or longer, get off the field. So that third down thing is huge. Otherwise, look. Everybody else just has to do what they do, play clean in a lot of ways, and then I think the Gators need a takeaway or two. Final thing for you, and you kind of let, led me into this. I Look, I understand you play a Utah team that didn't have a lot of offensive parts that, that could have played. Some, yeah. Um, and, you, you know, last week. But with players that a lot of fans haven't heard of, I mean, and that's not a knock on them. They're no. just new players. Right. Florida, just with Armstrong, just looks better prepared, looks to know what they're doing. What are your impressions of the Gator defense? Bigger, faster, stronger up front. Um, need to see more pressure on a quarterback. Would love to see Imami Ellen kind of have that breakout game we're all waiting for him to have. But I think the veteran corners have been just fine. The young safeties looked more comfortable in week two than they did in week one. And I think that there is an understated quality to this linebacking core right now. Shamar James is really a dude, and he's getting help now from Scooby Williams, who I think has really maybe played better than I thought he would early, and then Sharaja Mitchell, the transfer from Ohio State, has kind of secured them from right behind that defensive front. So, um, yeah, I think there was some kind of chaos to them week one, but after they give up the big bomb to start the game, I thought they played pretty well. I thought they played even better last week against, albeit, McNeese. But, um, yeah, there are a lot of new faces on there. Uh, get to know them. Mm-hmm. Castell's another one. Yep. That's freshman safety made his first start last week. We'll see. I, we're, 
we're ready for big boy football now. So, again, we're going to learn a lot about Florida and Tennessee this week. Have fun on the call. Thank Always you. appreciate it. Can't being. wait to see you on Saturday. And, again, Sean will be here uh, in this time frame every Thursday. So, he got a question to call Carl call, coming for him. Oh, quickly here. Yeah. Daryl says, if I don't have my radio headset at the game, it's like having my wallet in my back pocket. I'm lost. Thank you so much for your call on the broadcast. And uh, Michael says, I guarantee this new clock format for games is successful. Those involved are going to shorten them even more down the road. Uh, can I we just enjoy the moment? Thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate the kind words, everybody. And, and look, just know this. We've talked about the importance of the crowd. When it comes to our broadcast, do, the, Steve, they're as important as everybody else involved with our broadcast. It's the soundtrack. It's, it's, it's the juice that we get on the call on Saturday night. Well, one more yep. for you. Okay. Uh, Andrew, favorite away game you like? Anything that gives you goosebumps like running out of the tunnel? Favorite away game? Favorite away game you like? Maybe maybe venue is what he's asking. I yeah. don't know. Don't at me or whatever the kids say. Um, when LSU's marching band comes off that end zone um, pregame and they do their their routine, it's it's special. When they dot the eye at Ohio State, it's special. You can, as I'm telling you this, look, the hair on my arm starts <laughs> to stand up. Yeah. It's no different than what we've done now with our pregame at the Swamp. There's that run-up to that team coming out of the south end zone tunnel. And, and by the way, last Saturday night, if, if Won't Back Down could get any cooler, it did with the new light system that they can shut it down. So kind of next level on that. Each of these places has something special for us. If you get the chance to go to some of these places, do it. NFL's great, don't get me wrong, but they don't have what we have in college football, which is these little moments, these little things that make you go, dang, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 12.45 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phones back up. Again, thanks to Sean. He's back here in the same time slot, and he will take your questions, calls, and comments. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Hannah Mack. Florida soccer will begin SEC play tomorrow night against Missouri. The Gators look to bounce back after a 1-0 loss against number 5 Florida State. Florida Gators football will face off against number 11 Tennessee in the Swamp this Saturday. Both teams will begin SEC play and kickoff is set for 7 p.m. In high school volleyball, the Gainesville Hurricanes will host P.K. Young tonight. Buholtz hosts Bellevue and Eastside is on the road at Fort White. The Vikings are on the road in Philadelphia tonight. The Eagles hope to improve to 2-0 on the year while Minnesota looks for their first win. Coverage starts right here at 8 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000. Plus, we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me 
me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF. All right, welcome back to Sports Scene. Chris Dorian is going to join us a little later on. Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal in Knoxville is going to join us. But in the meantime, I want to hear from you. 392-8255. Email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Patrick says he originally had 31-21 Florida, but now I think we're going to click on all faces of the game and win 
52-20. to 20. Yes, fandom kicks in. Uh, Steven says, uh, have you noticed Emory Jones thriving at Cincinnati? Great for him. Yeah, it is. It is. I Look, I always want student-athletes to do well. Bottom line. That, that's the way it ought to be. And if he's going to do well, good for him. I think that's, that, that's good. If he didn't, and I, I can, you know, some, well, he didn't do it here. Well, you know, that, that just happens once in a while. Uh, Joe says, uh, what do you think of the uh, SEC baseball schedule? For those who don't know, um, here in Florida will host Texas A&M, will go to LSU, uh, will host Mississippi State, will go to Missouri, uh, will host South Carolina, will go to Vanderbilt, uh, will go to Arkansas, will host Tennessee, will host Kentucky, and then uh, they will go to Georgia, and then the SEC tournament. So pretty good schedule. Um, pretty good schedule. And uh, when the new teams come in, it'll be even better. But, uh, you know, coming off the year Florida had, they, I don't know of the entire schedule yet. I'm sure that'll be released in due time. But uh, that's, a good, that's a good schedule for them to play. And uh, good to see that. All right, we got some time here. Uh, 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, and again, our guests are coming on here as well. All right, we're getting close. Tomorrow is Prognostication Friday, right? But I still want to know um, what, you, what you're thinking about this game and why. Uh, let me know. Bill says, uh, what Gator player has, on each side of the ball has surprised you in a positive way so far this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, probably Eugene Wilson offensively because I just, I mean, I knew how fast he was. I didn't think he'd be as big a factor as he is uh, early on. And uh, defensively, there's a lot of people because of, you know, how young they are. Um, I, I just think, you know, Miguel Mitchell has surprised me a bit. Castell has surprised me a bit. You know, those are names you didn't really know uh, until this year. So I, I'm glad. I, I, I think that really helps when it comes. And you're seeing some names now and some faces now that, you know, you're, you're going to probably see here for quite a while. And that's not uh, a bad thing. Carl says, uh, you got a baseball question. Uh, Rays or Orioles, he says. I'm not anti-Rays at all. I kind of, I, I kind of root for them in a way, but Baltimore is a pretty nice story. I mean, given you know what they were not too long ago, uh, that 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 that's pretty good for Baltimore. Uh, let's see here. Norm says, "What do you think of the reasoning of, of location for rivalries? My top two are Georgia and FSU because I live in North Florida." And on a daily basis, I encounter those fans at restaurants, stores, etc. And they refer to my Gator T-shirt I'm wearing, and they say, 
your sorry team is so bad, so I want to defeat them badly. Therefore, when I lived in South Florida, my top two were Miami and FSU. So I think your home location is a major factor. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, but once again, I just think that you, you have a situation where, you, you know, it, you either have a rival or you don't. And sometimes it's one of those things where you just don't like them no matter what, right? No matter where you live. Like, if you, if you don't like Georgia, you can live in Podunk and not like Georgia. But I do agree. If you see fans and they're obnoxious to you, uh, then, yeah, Norm, I can understand why you would feel like, like that. Uh, don't forget our coverage uh, NFL tonight, Vikes and Eagles. We have it for you at 7.30. And then tomorrow, Gators Soccer against Missouri. They open up the SEC schedule 6.45. We are going to carry uh, LSU-Mississippi State on Saturday. That'll be an 11.30 a.m. start. And then our pregame coverage for Tennessee begins at 3. You can catch us at the uh, you know, uh, the, the UF Bookstore in the Rice Union. Shane and I will be there. Stop by and say hello. And then Sunday... We'll have uh, Bears and Bucks until Gator Volleyball because that is a huge, huge, huge matchup. Uh, you don't go top three very often. First one here since 1995, and we'll have that for you uh, beginning at 245. Uh, Alan, a lot of emails today. Uh, who were you picking? Oh, I'm not doing that till tomorrow. And I got to tell you, I'm being honest, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Florida kind of has to show me a little bit. But it's home. Florida certainly has a winning tradition here, obviously. So, I don't know. Uh, but I'll make it tomorrow. I'm not going to bag out of the pick. Um, but I'll give you that tomorrow. And then... Um, our final emailer here of the hour, that's Eric. Steve, love the show. Don't email very often. Uh, I'm so pumped for this game. Maybe we can look back on this game two, three years from now and say this was the turning point. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, maybe it is. All right, Chris will be our last caller of the hour. Chris, you got about, a, about two minutes. Go. All right, Steve. I think uh, this game obviously could go either way. Uh, we don't really know enough about either team. Um, I think I'm giving the edge to Tennessee at this point because um, we're just in the offensive day and age in football, and Heupel and his staff have proved uh, their chops there. They open it up a little more. They spread the field out a little bit more. Um, Napier called his best game of the entire year against Tennessee last year. They took every risk possible. I think if he's willing to go four wide and open up some running lanes uh, for his running backs like he did not against Utah, then I think we got a chance because I think the defense is much approved. But um, you're going to have to try to score to win this. You're not going to beat Tennessee 24-21. So uh, I think if the defense plays sound – fundamental football they don't give up long runs you know the myth about Tennessee too is that they're a passing team they're actually uh, a much better running team because they spread it out so wide which is what I would love for Napier to do Um, but he's not really shown 
like consistent willingness to do that. So given the edge to Tennessee right now, Steve, thanks. Okay, Chris, thank you. Appreciate the call. All right, Hour 2, Vince Farrar, the sports animal, will join us here. And then Chris Doring is going to join us as well. Don't forget, tomorrow, Prognostication Friday, we'll have the game day weather forecast for you. All of that coming up in hour number two. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day. But I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. There's a race going on inside your body, and sometimes the bad guys, otherwise known as arthritis, get there first. That's when the joint pain kicks in. Your healing process is just too slow and just can't catch up, and it needs just a little bit of help from QC Kinetics. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a QC Kinetics medical director. We all know that you can heal yourself. If you get a cut, it heals on its own. Your joints are no different. We can take the healing properties from your blood, concentrate them down, and put them in the spot that you need the help. It's amazing. Your body can can heal itself. At QC Kinetics, that's called regenerative medicine. No surgery or steroids, just lasting relief, the natural way. The fact that we can treat them without surgery, but using their own body's natural healing process, without medications, without steroids, without surgery, it's just amazing. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, Three. 452-400-4550. Football is back in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet five bucks on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code Rome ROME, bet just five bucks, and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's code R-O-M-E, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, must be present in-state where lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions to apply. 
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the ding taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this warm Thursday here in Gainesville. Zach Weiss, our producer today. Thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for being here in the first hour. This hour from the SEC Network, my bud Chris Doring will be here Another buddy of mine is going to join us right now to give you the Tennessee perspective of things when the Vols and the Gators go at it uh, uh, Saturday in the swamp. Vince Farada from the Sports Animal up in Knoxville. Vincenzo, it's good to have you, my friend. Good to talk to you, Paisan. You doing all right? Doing okay, and I appreciate you doing this. Um, You know, I don't know how it's if it's like this with your fan base, but you know, especially where Florida is, Vince. At the beginning of the week, it's like uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not really sure. And then met by Friday, ah, we're going to win by 30. That, that's kind of how it is. Uh, but what have you seen with Tennessee through these first two games? Well, in terms of the fans' level of confidence, not, first of all, any topic that you ask about the Tennessee fan base, it's never universal. It's it, There's always different. The, the people that you hear from, on message boards and uh, social media and all those, they have different opinions from the people that are just listeners and, you know, show up at your remotes every once in a while to say, thank you. Uh, there's The opinions are typically all over the place. I would say there might be a little bit of a tendency to kind of go the other way from what you were talking about, Steve. And I actually think that there's been fewer people that are feeling like, the game is going to be a little bit closer or there's a little bit level, more of a level of nerves to it. Now, again, that's not everybody, but some of the people we've heard from, we do a prediction uh, deal promotion with a local car dealership where we give away a car. If you get the exact score, the one person that's picked, they have the exact score. They can win and you get qualifiers throughout the week at different shows. And it seems like there's been more of the closer type of scores as the week has, has gone on. But maybe on game day you get hyped up and it'll uh, go the other way. But uh, generally it's been kind of mixed. But definitely I don't think anyone, uh, any Tennessee fans are registering losing this game despite the history, even though they know there's a little bit of level of nerves and, and maybe certainly hope might be overriding them in the, in the end. What is your impression of Tennessee through two weeks? You know what, Steve, the first game I wasn't really surprised by. They didn't have to do a whole lot, and they still dominated Virginia. It's about how 
I anticipated it going. There was things, you know, with a lot of different players, there's going to be some errors and some growing pains. So I expected that. wasn't too surprised. The Austin P game that was close, Tennessee didn't take the lead to the end of the second quarter in the last few seconds of the first half. That was one of the more surprising games for me, just in terms of how I thought they would play versus what actually happened in the Josh Heupel era. Not quite to the level of them getting dismantled at South Carolina with so much on the line and the potential for a college football playoff spot last year. But this was this was up there. I mean, even the Georgia game, I mean, how can you be shocked at Georgia? They did that pretty much to everybody last year. So per my expectations, I think that was the most surprising game. We took a bunch of calls during the week, Steve, of at what point would Tennessee put in Nico Iamaliava, the, the true freshman five-star quarterback? Wow. And, and amazingly, they never even got him in the game because they couldn't separate from Austin Peay enough to put him in the game. So a lot of backups didn't get a chance to, to play. Um, so it was a missed opportunity. Then you add the, all the starting snaps that you had, they had to play in that game, and who knows how it can accumulate for you down the road, whereas you could have rested some guys, gotten some good experience for guys that you may need down the road. Um, so just unfortunate from Tennessee's standpoint, they couldn't use that game more to their advantage. But, you know, there's probably a little bit of level like you know you see in some of those games. You're not showing everything. I think that was part of the deal. Uh, certainly most disappointed in the in the passing game and just being in sync. The receivers are so good in camp. I think they have a ton of talent there. They could be as a group better than even last year, even with Hyatt and Tillman going to the NFL. But those guys have had way more drops in games than we've seen during uh, any practices. And Joe Milton I, still has decent numbers, but I, I kind of expected maybe him to stick to his new mechanics um, he's reverted to his fastball a little bit. Hasn't really thrown the ball down the field that much. The, the one time he did, or the two times he did, one was caught and it was well thrown. The other was perfectly thrown 63 in the air and it was dropped in the Virginia game. They, Steve, they didn't have one pass beyond 20 yards in the Austin P game. No deep shots whatsoever. And that's because teams are playing him with that soft uh drop eight coverage and not wanting to give up those deep shots. Tennessee is taking what defenses are giving them and going horizontal and taking the underneath shots and running the ball really well. We'll see how Florida plays that, but a little little underwhelmed last week. I was a little surprised by that. Vince Farrar, the Sports Animal, joining us here on Sports Scene, talking uh, Tennessee perspective as the Gators get set to host Tennessee Saturday. Um, Vince, last year, neither defense, either neither defense was good or the offenses were really good. But but is Tennessee an improved defensive team? No doubt. And I, Billy Napier mentioned that this week, and he's talked about it, that he thinks Florida's defense is much improved from a year ago. I think Tennessee's taken a huge step defensively. Now, you could say, well, they haven't played anyone. Virginia's terrible, and Austin P isn't very good. I'm comparing it to similar competition, like competition in non-conference last year. And they didn't do that. They didn't look like that. They didn't look like a team that was athletic and fast, swarming to the football, not having busts on the back end, 
pressuring the quarterback. Tennessee leads the nation in both tackles for loss and sacks. Tied, I think, to the lead in sacks. But they, they were good in tackles for loss last year in top five, I think, in the end and for a good part of the year. But they look even better. They are even deeper on their on their front six because they're a 4 5 Linebacker play is tremendous. Huge upgrade. Uh, Aaron Beasley had a great end of the year, including the Orange Bowl, is even better now. And he's playing at an All-American level. That's how good he was. Uh, he has been the first two games. They're without Keenan Peely, who was excellent in the Virginia game. Probably won't be back for a number of weeks, well, in, maybe into November. And then they're without a, one of their defensive tackles in Elijah Simmons. But he was not a starter. He was a rotation guy. So they're not 100% healthy, but they've still been really deep and much improved. And getting that pressure on the quarterback isn't exposing them on the back end, which Florida was able to take advantage of, and a number of other teams were last year as well. They'd play action, max protect, and then take your deep shots with the bus on the back end. Tennessee's not having to cover as long now because Tennessee's got guys that are getting after the quarterback, and two, including two highly rated and athletic and long Leo hybrid outside linebacker slash defensive ends and James Pierce Jr. and Joshua Josephs, two guys to keep an eye on if you're Florida because they're really getting after the quarterback. Omar Norman Lye, defensive tackle transfer from Arizona State, has been fantastic to go with Amari Thomas. Tyler Barron has been recognized by the SEC in each of the uh, – or two of the – yeah, each of the first two weeks – so uh, they're really good. They're much improved on that front. They probably won't put up the same numbers against good competition, but, yeah, I think they've taken a big step. Let me end uh, with this, Vince. Uh, is Cooper Mays back? Uh, I know they had a shuffle on the offensive line. Is he back? And then I know you have a punter that can kick with either foot special teams-wise. What do you see with this team? <laughs> Yeah, Cooper Mays has been practicing this week. I think that's a great sign. Steve, so often when coaches don't want to give you any information on the health status of a player, you know all about that. They, uh, If a player isn't practicing yet, they don't want to tell you whether he's going to play or not. Probably not going to play if they're not practicing. Cooper Mays has been practicing. They've told us he's been practicing, even though Josh Apple has not made a declaration that he's in. Uh, he just met with the media, actually, so maybe something brand new has come. I, I doubt he would make an announcement anyway. But, uh, yeah, it look, it's trending towards him returning, just like Florida. Looks like they may be getting their starting center back in Kingsley Walken. So uh, I, I think that would be that's going to be a huge bo- a boost, and that's going to help Joe Milton with protection. It's going to help them with tempo. Uh, and that's Billy Napier was expecting Cooper Mays to, to play uh, when he talked earlier this week. And he even mentioned how big of a difference he makes for that offense. So uh, that, that will be a huge help. As far as Jackson Ross, yeah, Aussie punter, he shanked a couple, especially when he kicks right-footed rugby style. He's Australian. Uh, left-footed, he's been doing it much better. But he had a better uh, game other than the first kick against Austin P. And he's had teammates and, uh, that have called him the best punter in the country. Hadn't shown that in games yet, but that's a kind of a leg talent he has. And uh, just very unique spin. They had a fumble on a punt return last week uh, and uh, just couldn't handle the spin. And uh, Tennessee recovered that. So Tennessee has really good special teams and one of the best kick returners in the country in D. Williams. And um, place kicker solid, transfer from Indiana. Coverage units are really good. So 
uh, Tennessee is that could be a key part of this game is how well Tennessee has played overall on special teams. Good stuff as normal and as usual when we have you here and let people know what they, how they can hear and see you. Appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Vince Sports. It's the same handle on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, even a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. And then our website has tons of coverage. You want to hear what any of the players and coaches are saying uh, about this game, and they've definitely talked about Florida plenty this week. You can go to 991thesportsanimal.com, have a list of the 30 Tennessee players in the NFL, uh, and then all the connections to UT and the NFL coaching staff, all that fun stuff in my blog, in the blog section, uh, there on the website, 991thesportsanimal. And Steve, thank you for your awesome analysis and helping me preview the game as well from the Florida perspective yep. earlier this week. Right back at you, my friend. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. That's right. Enjoy the game. Appreciate yep. it, Steve. See you, Vince. Thank you. Vince Farrar, I've known him a long time. Uh, he is one of my very best friends in the business, and he's a good dude, too. Uh, he does a good job, too, all of that. So that's really good. In case you didn't hear, Florida, Tennessee is now a sellout. Pretty cool thing. 116, time check brought to you by Hayes Chilloy, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Joseph Torviso. Week 2 of the 2023 NFL season starts tonight as the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles host the 0-1 Minnesota Vikings. You can catch coverage here at 8 p.m. There's a big American League East matchup tonight as the Rays travel to Baltimore to face the Orioles. Currently, Tampa is two games behind Baltimore. The Rays look to grab the lead in the division over the four-game series. Locally, there is girls volleyball tonight. Santa Fe travel to Lincoln, Gainesville face P.K. Young, Buholtz hosts Bellevue, and Eastside hosts Fort White. Meanwhile, Friday Night Lights continue tomorrow night as Buholtz hosts Creekside, Eastside travel to Bradford, Gainesville travel to Clay, and P.K. Young travel to Union County. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Torviso. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, purchasing a vehicle is a big deal. You want a vehicle that's going to last. You want a vehicle you like to drive. And you want to make sure the people you buy it from are reliable, trustworthy. Well, I can tell you from experience, the people at Southeast Car Agency are all of that and more. The Cousins family's run that business for over 40 years, and in all the years I've purchased their vehicles, I must honestly tell you, every one of them has been really good for me. Reliable, lasted me a long time, and just regular maintenance. And they can do the same thing for you. They do a great job in getting a wide variety of vehicles to their lot, so you have the best selection to choose from at different price points as well. Now, if you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any. But if you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, this is the place to go. And it's been that way for 40 plus years. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. College football season is here and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive. 
located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you order food for work, you know the drill. It's a whole bunch of needs and requests piled on top of each other. Make sure the food's on time and on budget. Make sure everyone's dietary needs are taken care of. Make sure everyone's happy. And that's why you should make sure you use EasyCater. It's one simple, reliable platform for all your food for work needs. Need to make sure food for work actually works? Simple. Make sure it's EasyCater. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. The WRUF Radio Your source for sports Every second of every hour of every day You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF The home of the Florida Gators Sports Scene with Steve Russell On ESPN 98.1 FM And 850 AM WRUF before Chris Doring joins us in about uh, 20 minutes or so, open phone lines for you to talk some sports. Let's do that. By the way, confirm for tomorrow, top of the program, the Swamp King, Urban Meyer, is here tomorrow, live. Uh, he's going to talk to us from Boulder tomorrow uh, as Colorado hosts Colorado State tomorrow, or Saturday. It will be prognostication Friday tomorrow, and we'll have the game day forecast for you as well. But in the meantime... I cannot believe that more folks don't want to talk about this game or games going on elsewhere. It's college football season. 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, lost my email here. Here it is, Tommy. He says, two different offensive teams. Tennessee strikes me as a finesse team. 
capable of outmaneuvering many, if not most, of their opponents, primarily through the air. Florida, on the other hand, strikes me as a power team, strength on strength, and because of their scheme, requires superior talent. In your opinion, which defense matches up best with the other team's offense? I think if this is going to be a line of scrimmage game, Tennis, Florida is better up front. I think they're bigger, stronger, faster. But, you know, for all that Josh Heupel does in spreading the field and, you know, throwing the football around, you heard Pat Ryan yesterday say at, at his heart, at his core, he likes to run the ball. And his two running backs, now again, you're talking about two teams that aren't very good. One back averages six a carry. One back averages nine a carry. That, to me, is the biggest matchup of the day. Florida's defensive front, Tennessee's offensive front. Because I really think if Tennessee cannot run the ball effectively, I don't know that Joe Milton is going to win a game for them through the air. I, I just not sure he can do that. Let's go to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. John is there. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. I had to bite on you looking for a caller, and I want to call in. Uh, I'm taking off my orange and blue glasses. I think, you know, if, if Florida, they'll win or lose, depending on how both their defense, defense and offensive lines play, is my opinion. I think if the defensive line stops a run and puts pressure and the offensive line gives a running game and quarterback a little bit of time, I think, I think you know, we'll, we'll leave, uh, we'll leave uh, uh, Saturday evening happy. Yeah, I mean, most games are like that, but some games are more so, right? And I think this is one of them. I mean, because, look, if you look at what happened last year, you know, Florida threw for, what, 453 with AR. He was red hot. Uh, I, I don't know that you're going to see either of these quarterbacks do something like that. I'd be shocked if one of the quarterbacks goes over 250 or 275. So I think if, if that's the case, then that means there's probably going to be a lot of running the football, to your point about the lines of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like to say, it, it's, you can get razzle-dazzle, and I know Josh Hoppel's got it, you know, I mean, a fast break, but... At the end of the day, it's still all, it all revolves around how's your offensive line doing and how can your defensive line hold up. And, you know, and we'll, we'll, see if, we'll see if those adjustments and those new players on defense make a difference. I think they will, and I think the youth will. And then I just hope the offensive line is, uh, you know, I, I hope they can be as good as, as, as their <laughs> – I hope they can be as good as their weight is. <laughs> we will find out. Thank you, John. All right, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Let's bring Adam to Sports Scene. Adam, hi. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me on, my man. Uh, great show. Can't wait to hear uh, Chris on. Um, everybody's been talking about offense, defense, special teams, all this kind of good stuff. And uh, what, I, what I would like to say is that, um, hey, there's a reason why the Vols can't win in the swamp. And that is because it's in the swamp. And these these cats, there's maybe a couple of them. I know they got returning starters, what have you, but there's a couple of them might have played. But once they feel that sold-out stadium and what's going to happen to them in the swamp, is gonna be, it's going to be a repetitive story. They do line up pretty evenly, I would say. And special teams has to be on their game. 
And I just, hey, Billy Napier's going to have to have the game of his life, Steve. He's, he's going to have to outcoach one of the best offensive coaches in the country, wouldn't you say? Um, I, I hear people say that, but I don't buy it in this sense. Wasn't Florida really good on offense in Knoxville last year? Yeah, but we did have AR. AR, BR. I mean, you either do something with them or you don't, and you only can play with who you have. So, I mean, he alone threw for 453. Both teams had over 570 yards of offense last year. So, right. obviously, you know, he, he had, they, had, they had their best offensive game, I think, of the Napier era against, you know, somebody that's any, that's any good. So they certainly accomplished that last year. Yeah, and and the the cat that you had on from uh, the the sports analyst guy you had on earlier, I hope the entire Tennessee team and the entire Tennessee fan base feels like he does. That all of a sudden this team is awesome because they beat Virginia and Austin P. Go Gators! Let's go, Steve. Thanks for the show, buddy. Adam, thank you. I didn't get the sense he felt like that at all. I think he just said, "I, I think Tennessee is improved. I think Tennessee's better." I don't think he said. You know, they're going to win the national championship. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Wanted to chat you up on the game. Throw you a Jets bone. But one thing, catching the second. Now, who was your, your uh, Knoxville guesses today? Uh, you mean from the sports animal? Yeah. Yeah, that's Vince Ferraro. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's your buddy. Okay, I just see who that was. Uh, Steve, I don't – well, I'm, first off, Jets here. Um, I'm still hearing weird names about the, with the Jets and quarterbacks, Steve. Have you been reading on this any? I, honestly, I don't care. And, I even I hope you're sitting down. I imagine you are. I even heard Ryan Tannehill yesterday. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, heard Jameis Winston. There's another wild one. Well, but again, like I said yesterday, they're not going to mortgage their future. So that would have to be a, an acquisition that would be a low round draft choice. You know, fourth, fifth rounder. They're not going to go. They're, they're just not going to go and you know waste a I don't say waste a pick but use a pick to get somebody that you hope is going to be a one-year rental because you were you're hoping that Wilson will learn from Aaron Rodgers and will eventually take over yeah well I want to move along to the game but I did hear something about the Titans have a bye week six and if Tannehill was ever going to move probably be around week six so I want to keep your eye on that a little bit all right Steve two things real quick um first off Florida's backup quarterback situation football's a dangerous game can you clue me in the short version on that? Who's Florida's backup? Jack Miller. Okay. Okay. And one other thing, going back to last year's game, Steve, um, Napier really went for it a lot on fourth down and was successful. I was actually, yep. with your last caller going on, I was trying to find it in the box score. Do you have that, or do you know uh, maybe access to that, what he was on fourth down? Seems like he might have been, Florida might have been four out of six, five out of six on fourth down against Tennessee last year. I don't obviously have it in front of me. Well, yeah, I believe once or twice he even went for it, like on Florida's own 30-yard line, something pretty radical. And um, I wonder how that's going to go this year. Usually, you know, if you go for it on fourth down, what what's the average, you think, Steve, nationally? Probably less than 50%. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, he was he was pretty uh, radical the way he coached that game last year. He got rewarded for it, but uh, wouldn't want it. A lot of times coaches will get fired going for it on fourth down on their own 30-yard and not getting it. That can change a game pretty quick. How, how do you see him coaching this game? Do you see him doing that again? Uh, if if Well, again, I think a lot depends on 
you know, where you are in the game, situationally, what, what's happening in the game, it's hard to say. But I think he's certainly shown he's willing to take that chance if he feels it's going to help the football team. I, I can't put it any more simply than that. Yeah, well, you, you, you got to gamble, Steve. You ever been to a casino? I've been to a lot of casinos, yes. <laughs> so sometimes you're, you're hot on that craps table, sometimes you're not. Just that's kinda, right. That's one thing I'm looking forward to, see how he coaches All right. this ball game. Hey, Mike, yep, thank you. 131 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the social at Midtown, Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. See you at The Social at Midtown. 
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A cold front is nudging its way into our area. We should stay ahead of it for a good portion of our Thursday afternoon. So partly cloudy skies through the start of the afternoon. High temperatures getting into the lower 90s. Scattered to numerous late afternoon and evening thunderstorms developing inland. And overnight tonight, partly cloudy skies turning mostly cloudy. Lows near 70. Scattered to numerous storms tomorrow. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. This is the Swamp. Snap back, looking left. Throws. Intercepted oh. the floor. Florida gets the stop. Florida begins SEC play against the Tennessee Volunteers. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 7 Eastern, 6 Central, with pregame starting at 4 Eastern, 3 Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You see, by the way, Paul Feinbaum. Sometimes he, a little out there, he thinks that one SEC program would target Deion Sanders. Guess which program? Yeah. He says you got a brand new president there and former Senator Ben Sass, who's a forward thinking guy would look at Dion and go I like this I think he could be I think he could consider this the ticket it's considered one of the premier public universities in the country finished number one in the poll I think Dion fits their makeup very well Paul if you're hearing me Paul okay that is one of the most misaligned wrong statements if you know any history of this school, okay, I'm not saying Deion Sanders would not be a good fit here. I'm not saying that. But to say he fits their makeup, he totally does not fit their makeup, historically, at all. And he says the fact he played at Florida State makes it even more intriguing and more enticing for Dion. Hmm. Greg, Hello. <laughs> hey, I didn't call about that, but I'll chime in real fast. Yeah, I don't think Dion would be too uh, uh, welcomed here with uh, some of the old school Gator fans. Uh, I still remember him taunting us and uh, number two running crazy through our uh, as a DB and kick returner and specialist. But what I did call you about, Steve, is, uh, is I'm not going to miss the CBS 3:30 kickoff for the uh, for tomorrow for Saturday's game. In fact, I'm really excited. It'll be a 7 p.m. or whatever, 8 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Our fans will be a little more juiced up, if you know what I mean, and, and loud. But this is my problem, Steve, with the, this team. And if I'm Coach Napier, I'm showing the Florida-Tennessee game in 2001. And God knows it was an awful year for a lot of us. But we had to play them at the end of the year. We all know the story. We could have probably gone to the national championship game. But I would play that 2001 Tennessee game that we played at the end of the year on a loop through that new Hebner Center, whatever they're calling it, 
showing all the missed tackles they made. And that's what my fear is for this game Saturday, Steve. I feel like with this all this concussion protocol stuff, we're taking emphasis off of good sound tackling. Now, there were some good pops and hits I saw the last two games, even at Utah. But for the most part, Steve, these DBs just – it looks like they're trying to rip a flag, like flag football off the runner. They're not really – the technique on the DBs isn't impressing me as far as open field tackling. And if I'm Napier, I'm showing that 2001 game on a loop because I think that's going to be the difference, Steve, is this, can we tackle and take down their running game – History has shown the team that rushes the most yards in this in this rivalry wins. It's usually that way for Georgia too. But I just feel like the tackling isn't that great in the in the open field for our DB, Steve, and I'll listen to your uh your comments on that off air and go Gators. Frank, thank you. I think it's difficult for defensive backs to make tackles in the open field. I think anybody has trouble doing that. I mean, if you have a really good running back or a really good receiver, and he's running open, to your point, hard to do that. So, I mean, I, I think Florida's tackling pretty good, right? The number three defense in the country. So, we'll see. They'll be tested Saturday. Alex, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I just joined the show, so apologize. I'm sure you guys talked about it. But, you know, the narrative on this rivalry is who rushes for more wins. And I think I just heard a guy before me talk about that, too. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard a lot from Tennessee this week about how they've been in the backfield a lot. You know, 11 sacks. We've had two. They've had a lot of tackles for loss. We have to run the ball. Is our, I'll take it off the air, but is our, is our line – I know our backs are good. We know that. And I even love Webb. But can our line, you know, effectively run block and get us where we need to go? All right. Thank you, Alex. That's one of my keys to the game. I I don't know the answer to that. I think we will get a better idea of this group when Saturday night about, what, 1130 or, I'm sorry, 1030 happens. I I think it's one of the keys to the game. Tennessee's front is good. Uh, Certainly getting a a, a Guacan back, it helps. Um, But don't know. Just don't know. D, Hello. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, just uh, <laughs> you're talking about that what what Feinbaum said. Um, you know, I think that's why this game is so important, Steve. Because if he lose, if they lose this game, man, um, you know, I think the volume because there, there's a segment of people that don't think Napier is, is cut out for the SEC right now based on his results so far. And I say the volume nationally is probably about a five. If they lose this, if we lose this game Saturday, it's going to go up to like an eight or nine because uh, at at some point you got to start winning games. So uh, all this, all these national narratives about Dion or whoever, uh, it's just going to continue if we don't win Saturday. You know, I have a little different take, D. Um, l- let's say Florida play like last year. Okay, Florida didn't play badly, at least on one side of the ball. But I, I get your point. If Florida is competitive here, right, will the volume go up and, and, and lose? Will the volume go up? Yes. No, no question. And you're right. At some point, you got to start winning a game like this. This is game three. So there is opportunity later. But I get the point, and I, I get the point you're making. Right. Um, 
you know, like I said, I'll give you my prediction tomorrow. But, I mean, this is uh, – is an important game, man. We're on our home field. It's at night. Uh, we need we need to win this game desperately. Be good, Steve. Okay, thank you, D. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. They, this is this is a game. And and look, I, I know my man Brandon Spikes has been in that place, uh, doing what they used to do, uh, you know, back in the day. So I think you will see that. Uh, John says that you are the AF athletic director. Could take any other SEC team's coaching staff replacing ours. Name all the ones you take over ours. For fun, let's eliminate Georgia. Remember, you're getting the coaches of the current age, so Nick's almost 90 years old. Uh, another day, another time. Don't have time for that today. 143 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Chris Doring going to join us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Joseph Torviso. Week 2 of the 2023 NFL season starts tonight as the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles host the 0-1 Minnesota Vikings. You can catch coverage here at 8 p.m. Locally, there's girls volleyball tonight. Santa Fe travel to Lincoln, Gainesville face P.K. Young, Buholtz host Bellevue, and Eastside host Fort White. Meanwhile, Friday Night Lights continue tomorrow as Buholtz hosts Creekside, Eastside travel to Bradford, Gainesville travel to Clay, and P.K. Young travel to Union County. In Gator news, Florida Gators football returns to the Swamp this weekend as they host SEC rival Tennessee. Coverage for the game will begin right here at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Tomorrow, the Gators cross-country team hosts the Mountain Dew Invitational and the Gators soccer team hosts Missouri. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Torviso. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive. Get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802 the school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. 
martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Hey, thanks for coming to my car warming party. I didn't know you were actually having it in the car. Well, with Radiant Credit Union's flash sale, I had to move fast to get this amazing low rate on my auto loan. It only lasts until September 18th, so I had to plan quickly. Chips are in the glove compartment, drinks in the cup holder. Radiant Credit Union's flash sale is on now. Get a crazy low rate on an auto loan. But hurry, this promotion ends September 18th. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Tom. We brought you an air freshener. Visit RadiantCU.org slash flash sale. Federally insured by NCUA. We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Don't forget tomorrow, Prognostication Friday, your chance to call up and give us your thoughts on the game, your predictions. Urban Meyer joins us tomorrow. Game day weather with Megan Borowski tomorrow. And uh, that's coming your way tomorrow at noon. But right now, I'm going to end the show on a real good, terrific note because my friend Chris Doing from the SEC Network joins us. Chris, I, I really wanted to get you on to, to, to congratulate you because I didn't get a chance to do it after, you know, 30 years with, you know, Dorian's got a touchdown, all of that. Um, I think there were 7 million people in the stands that night that saw that catch, by the way. Um, but th- that's got to be such a cool thing for you. It is. It's First of all, good to be back with you, Steve. Thanks yep. for having me. Secondly, uh, hard to believe it's been 30 years. I guess when you look at that video, it looked ancient, so it's uh, <laughs> a little easier to see that. But, uh yeah, man, you, you mentioned the number of people that claim to have been there. For me, the coolest part about it is just the number of people that come up to me and tell me where they were, what they were doing when they saw it, or more likely what they what they were doing when they heard McEwert's call. Um, you know, I, I think there's so many times, and the ironic part about it, the catch was September 11th, 1993. Obviously, we know that date for much different reasons, but most of the time it's negative events in people's lives, these big, you know, uh, space shuttle blowing up or president uh you know attempt on their lives or something like that but for them to remember 
that play is a good memory, and exactly knowing what they were doing when that happened is uh, pretty special for me, especially as a lifelong Gator fan. No doubt. Let's get to this this game here. <clears throat> there's, there's, I think this is a huge game for Billy Napier in terms of what Gator fans think of him and his coaching at Florida. Do you agree with that? I think it's a huge game for both teams. I think it's a huge game for Billy Napier. I think it's a bit huge game for Joe Milton. I mean, there's a lot that's on the, the line here. Uh, some incredible storylines, maybe uh, none of the least of which is, is in this losing streak that, that Tennessee's had in the swamp and how much that's been talked about. I mean, for forever we talked about you know Kentucky's losing streak to Florida. Uh, eventually they were able to break that. And, and, you know, you could say, well, these guys – they weren't they weren't born when the streak started or whatever. But the more that we talk about it, the more pressure grows, and the more they wonder whether or not they can be part of the, the streak that's able to, or able to uh, the team that's able to break the streak. So I think they got some pressure on them. But as I, I think about uh, Coach Napier, I think it's it's not only a, a great uh, a little bit of pressure, but it's a great opportunity. And um, you know, I think that's the way that they're looking at it right now. I'm really excited about this matchup, particularly from what I've seen on tape of of Tennessee, and uh, I think that the Gators have a great shot of pulling off another win here in Gainesville. Uh, speaking of the, seeing stuff on tape, I, I want to get your thought because I know you watch a lot of tape. You know, for everything that Josh Heupel is, you know, the wide receivers, you know, way near the sidelines and spreading you out, I think it is hard as at his core. He kind of takes for the defense, but he's, he likes to run the football. Do you agree with that? 100%. I mean, really, the if you go back and look at the stats last season, they ran the ball 101 more times than they did throw it. You know, the perception is kind of like what it was when I was at Florida with Coach Spurrier. Everybody thought about, you know, the fun and gun being this aired out, throw the ball all over the field, which we, we had the capability of doing. But you go back and look historically, it was pretty much a 50-50 split in terms of run-pass um, ratio. So it, it, there is a perception that, Tennessee is is uh, more apt to throw the football. What they'd like to do is, is run it, get to the, the line of scrimmage, get the tempo going. Uh, the worst thing for getting the tempo going is is uh, missing on first down when they choose to throw it. You saw some of that in Virginia, the Virginia game in the first half. It's almost like I equate it to basketball. You know, when, when you want to set up the full court press, you're at the free throw line. You got to make the free throw. If you miss the free throw, you got to drop back into your zone coverage. You know, but if you're able to make that, you're able to get into the press and start denying the inbounds. Um, same thing is true with running the ball and, or, or completing a short pass. When you have some gain on first down, you're able to get to the line and get things going, which is when Tennessee's at its best. But you're right. And, and the funny part about the, the pass game this year, they haven't quite had the explosiveness that they had last season. Some of it has to do with the defenses they played. If you watch the Austin P game, you know, they played a lot of soft boxes, which gave looks for the quarterback, Joe Milton, to, to run the ball, to hand it off to his running backs. Um, but also they've had some opportunities to make some plays in the passing game. Oh, only four 20-plus uh, yard explosive pass plays through two games, which seems really low. Some of it's on Joe Milton for some inaccuracies. A lot of it are on the receivers for not catching the football. And even some of the, the busts on the offensive line where they've, they've just gotten flat beat by one-on-one pass rush by FCS opponents, which was surprising to me. Yeah, all right. Let me <clears throat> complete this sentence, Chris. If Florida wins this game – X has to happen. Well, I mean, first and foremost, they can't go out there and shoot themselves in the foot like they did in Utah. I mean, that 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 can't happen. It was nice to see them come back against McNeese and and be able to execute much better. You saw the execution in the red zone, six and six with the touchdowns down in that part of the field. Only four penalties for twenty yards. 
uh, able to, to pass protect better, able to run the football more effectively. Now, you know, I just want to see them get lined up properly, have the, the right jersey numbers on the field, be able to, to look a little bit more clean in terms of just their procedure uh, than what they were uh, against Utah in week one. But I honestly believe, you know, this is if Florida wins this game, it's going to be a, a lower-scoring ball game. And I think a lot of the, the onus on the ability to win this game falls on Austin Armstrong and his defense. Um, I believe that, that they're going to be aggressive as hell. The idea that you're just going to you know rush four and drop seven against this Josh Heupel offense is exactly what they want you to do. So you got to do something extreme. You, you're either going to bring pressure. If you're going to get beat in the pass game, hey, I'd rather take my chances of getting pressure, getting home and trying to affect the quarterback than just let them pick you apart with some of the deep choice routes that they run. So let's, let's go ahead and, and get after them. Let's bring pressure. Let's play man coverage. Let's trust our, our, our cornerbacks to be able to, to play one-on-one. Or let's drop into eight-man coverage and, and only bring three. You have to be uh, multiple in what you do. You have to be able to, to keep things changed up. And um, I, I think if you, you you make Joe Milton beat you throwing the football, you got a good chance to win. Chris Dorian joining us here from the SEC Network as we preview Florida and Tennessee. Uh, one more Florida-Tennessee question, Chris, and then a little more global question. Um, I liked – now, granted, uh, a couple of receivers last week for the Gators didn't dress out. But I really like the fact that they kind of went with a core of receivers. And, you know, the, 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 the thing of, of, of football is get the ball to your playmakers. And I think they targeted uh, – they gave Wilson the football. They've certainly targeted Pierce all a lot. Do you like what they're doing in the pass game with the receivers? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I noticed in the Utah loss. Even though there were a lot of things to be said about, the thing that I noticed on offense that, that there were a lot more playmakers around the quarterback this year than there was last year. And I certainly liked the game plan of, of focusing on getting those guys the ball. Uh, they were much more difficult, diverse to defend this year than last year. And um, it was nice to see some guys step up. Marcus Burks in that first game being able to to, uh, to make some plays after you know ha- not having heard from him much the last couple of years, I'm a huge Khalil Jackson fan, as you know, as a you know a friend of, of Willie's forever and watching Khalil grow up. Hopefully, you know he's he's back before too long. But um, they got uh, some really good young playmakers that I think are not only going to be great players down the road, but I you know watching Trey Wilson in practice, this dude's got unbelievable athletic ability. He's got great body control, catches the football well, so. Um, I'm, I'm proud of them, and obviously, you know, Ricky Pearsall is kind of the engine in the, the past game, and uh, I didn't think they targeted him enough in the first half of the Utah game, but certainly made it a point of emphasis in the second half. All right, uh, let's end. Let's have a little fun here. Uh, is, I mean, after one week, is Miami back, and is A&M doomed? Miami is very good. Uh, Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator, had a great game plan. Uh, they executed it perfectly. Tyler Van Dyke was was flawless, largely because they overhauled the offensive line and, and gave uh, Van Dyke an opportunity to throw the football to some pretty good receivers. So, yeah, I'm 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 believing in Miami being back, which obviously ratchets up the pressure on Coach Napier, particularly with what's happened up in Tallahassee as well. Um, and then you know Texas A&M. Every year we fall for the same story, the same trick, and um, you know I was embarrassed. The, the, the secondary, if you go back and watch the tape, the secondary was the most embarrassing impression <laughs> that I've ever seen put on film before. So not, not only coverage, but the tackling, the willingness to, the effort level to try to tackle, it was absolutely embarrassing. And I hate it for DJ Dirk, and you and I both love DJ Dirk, and, yep. but that was not the reflection you want on tape of, of your defensive coordinator. 
Does Carolina have a chance at Georgia? No chance. Ooh, okay. That was easy. How are you going to block? How are you going to block? You couldn't block Chiz's defensive front right. and, and Chapel Hill. Like, you think you're going to block those grown men in Athens? No yeah. chance. And then, final thing, uh, a feel good story here because of Coach Burry or two. Duke, I, I mean, they're pretty good, Chris. What do you think of them? Yeah, you know what's interesting? The rise of, of Duke has a lot to do with the fall of Texas A&M. Mike Elko is a damn good coach and uh, really part of the reason why they're uh, completely overhauled what they're about. That team is very physically tough and aggressive, and they took it to Clemson in week one over and over again. That was not a fluky win. Always appreciate you, my friend. We'll see how things happen here on Saturday. Thank you for doing it. Thank you, man. Talk to you later, Steve. Thank you, Chris Doring. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy for him. Uh, he, he he really does his homework, studies a lot of tape, and uh, his prowess shows. Thanks to Zach for producing today. Thanks to you for listening. Prognostication Friday tomorrow. That'll be interesting. I want to see how you pick this game coming up on Saturday. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.